Good afternoon, Patriots. And it is Tuesday, April 12th, in the year 2022. And we are waging war against the snake, I guess. That's pretty cool. I'll tell you what, Dr. Artis's interview was fantastic. And as I was concerned it might happen, seems to be happening with the Q-nuts. Because Stu Peters carried it, and because Stu Peters dared to use the sacred text of Q and refer to watch the water, now all the Q-nuts are saying that it's all a joke, which is really pathetic. And it really is one of the reasons I am I just get so frustrated with what's become of the Q movement. Dr. Artis's research is stellar. It's top tier, and I'm going to have him on next Tuesday night. He's going to be on the show so we can hear more about what he's working on, and we need to get his work out there as much as possible. Also, if you want to get more in-depth on what Dr. Artis is doing and what he's been saying, Stu Peters had a 45-minute piece, but the deeper part of that interview right now is on Brighteon. Mike Adams interviewed him for four hours and he has the full interview, which that's one thing I do respect about Mike. He doesn't edit down like I don't edit down. And so you get the full interview. So there's four parts of that. So check that out. And it's, uh, it's all good. And we're going to, um, I'm going to, like I said, have him on, he'll record with me Monday morning and then we'll have it on Tuesday and, and it might be a two parter. We'll see how far he wants to talk. I'm going to give him as much time as he'd like. And like I said, I absolutely respect Dr. Brian Artis, uh, he's one of the most brilliant minds in this in this fight. So let's just leave it there. And if you have people pushing back on it, just smack them upside the head and tell them to li- listen to it anyway. Hey, Patriots, while we're talking about that real quick, make sure and keep your immune system strong. This is super important for what we're in. And that is the one thing Dr. Artis has really stressed. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune system strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day, while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day and Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So Patriots, we have a pretty crazy world, and there's a great little piece here I want to just play i think it sums up so much of what we're facing take a listen to this i know this bothers a lot of people why can't they see it why don't they stand up against it why are they still supporting the people pushing it the answer is pretty simple because life is easier when you shut up get in line and do what you're told is it better depends on how you define better but probably not but is it easier 
Yeah. Now introduce that mentality into a generation that was raised off of instant gratification, participation trophies, getting whatever you want and not having to work hard for it, throwing tantrums even as an adult will get you what you want, partnered with not teaching them how to deal with their emotions properly and not teaching them how to properly process failure. And you have a very large group of people who are so afraid of failing in life that they'll just do what they're told to look like they're succeeding. Because they crave validation. So badly they'll take it from anyone instead of the right ones. They can't stand the idea of standing alone because they can't even stand the idea of being alone. It is so much deeper than something they learned in school. It started at home, at a young age, through music, pop culture, the internet, societal expectations. Most of them believe this to their core without even knowing why. And that is a truth. That's kind of the challenge that we face and one of the critical issues of being really, in my opinion, deep in faith and truly walking in faith is you're not part of a collective mindset. And I, I ding on this all the time, the pew marshmallow principle, which is just be obedient, sit in the pew, be told what to pray, be told what to think. That isn't the way God created us. And it's one of the challenges that we face on a broader culture. And increasingly, we're finding that those that really can think free are becoming a smaller and smaller group. That we're dealing with a collectivism across this nation that is pushing itself one direction and trying to push the entire nation one direction while we actually have to sit by and endure this crazy. I'm going to play this piece, these pieces again tonight, but I want you to hear this one minute, eight second piece. This is Monty Python, how the past comes back to tell the truth, even in comedy. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. But why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies! Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. <laughs> So at that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Symbolic against the struggle against reality. And that's a lot of what we're facing right now. And with that, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today with a bit of a smile as we try to reflect comically on the insanity of our world. We're thankful for comedy and we're grateful for laughter, a gift that you give us that we need to embolden even more. Let us not forget the humor in these times. Let us not forget to step back and just laugh even a little bit at the insanity that seems to roll around us. How we got here, Lord, is a, is a long and complicated process. And as much as we would and probably can put ourselves in a place to say, forgive us for the nation's sins and not that we're unwilling Yet there's a part of this that's a collective insanity of humanity and just its willfulness to walk away from you. And for that, 
our hearts are heavy. Lord, we just pray that you'll hear us today and hear our prayers as we walk here. And, and Jesus, we just thank you, thank you for always walking with us in this amazing walk in life. And it is truly an amazing time. It's a time that we're seeing the world as it is, and it is all equally a difficult moment for that. And with that, we also know that there's a bit of patience and temperance that's being placed upon us as we grow and mature deeply within our faith and as we have to witness others struggling to try to find the true sense of why they're here and discover the fallacies of the journey in which they're on. So many people have taken this wide path, Lord, that easy gate, the promise of easiness, of convenience, of just making things simpler in life. And so much of that is the trap and bane of humanity. The perpetual seeking of trying to do less and get more out of it. And it's a sad state of affairs, Father. We should be seeking to do more, to have more to share and expand rather than to accumulate more for self. And so our prayers today rest a lot on that and the principle of self, that the worship of self can start to disintegrate, that the worship of self can start to find its way to revealing just how empty it is. And the principles of validation, the principles of groupthink, the principles of being part of a collective, that they start to find emptiness in their hearts, that they find loneliness in their walk, that they find that this unsatisfying no matter how they turn. And rather than turn that into anger, Father, what we pray most is that they will turn to Jesus. They will turn that place to Jesus to find what Jesus can offer in the fulfillment of his love and all that you bring us, Lord. Lord, there's a critical part of this that we can be there for. Not necessarily to strike them over the head with the Bible, though at times we are all tempted to take our Bible and smack a lot of people upside the head. So if that's sinful, forgive us, but nonetheless, it's real. And in this time, we do pray that we can be that light that can open people's eyes to literally see how beautiful the walk with Jesus is. It's a powerful walk that we feel and live within us, the intimacy of that walk that we are so comfortable with. And it's something that once touched, we know how transformative it can be. So Father, just pray that we can continue to be that beacon for the many to experience, to witness, to be drawn to, to seek and find what it is and how it is that we can be so content in this time. This is not an easy walk by any means. And we know that, you know that, and I, we also know that you've counted on us to be here with that enduring strength. And for that, we're deeply humbled. We are humbled beyond words to know that you've placed that trust in us for such a time as this, for we were made for such a time as this, though at times we all doubt and we all have our questions, and we all have our frustrations. Again, Father, forgive us for those selfish positions, knowing that you have us here as you need us. Let us embrace the beauty of where each of us stands. Let us embrace the nobility of the trust which you've placed with us, that we, can, we are exactly where you want us to be. And as doing that, we can cast aside our fears and we start to look at where we are as this, the island, the small mini kingdom, the, the perfect little garden that we have, each of us, no matter how big or how small. 
And it is exactly as you need us need it to be for such a time as this, for each of us again can be that light, can be that beacon for the many around to see. The temptation and the, the drive is always to run away from the crowd and to seek solitude away from the many. And that again is often a an understandable push for all of us to seek as we also try to draw together in the strength of who we are in numbers. And yet, Father, there seems to be a path you've set before us that this exodus is is unlike anything that we have ever seen. We are truly in new territory here, walking in the valley of decision. So, Father, we just ask the continued strength that we can each find that path to where we can stay where you need us to be, that we continue to bridge the connections of fellowship we have, no matter how close or how far that we will continue to be able to remain connected in any form and whatever form is needed. And that in doing so, that we can demonstrate an exodus in a unique way, an exodus away from the evil while setting up these small places of beauty and beacons around the globe, around this land, that will continue to shine within our local communities, continue to raise up our neighborhoods, our local communities, and provide hope and mentorship and discipleship as is needed. Father, whatever you ask of us, it is, it is your will is our will. And as difficult at times as it can be for us to walk that path, again, forgive us for those trepidations or hesitations. Nonetheless, we shall obey. And As we do, we find the amazing rewards which you continually reveal to us, the purpose, the meaning, as we move through. Finally, Father, we just pray for the continued success of people like Dr. Artis and the other great minds in this fight revealing truth. We pray for the crushing of the snake, both figuratively and metaphorically, that's polluting minds and causing these short-sighted thoughts of finding importance in things that only they feel safe in pursuing. Let the truth open up the hearts. Let the truth shake the thoughts. Let the truth rock the foundation of all. And in the end, let the truth guide all back to the love in Jesus and to you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I, yeah it's the Bible thing again. I do, I swear, there's times I would love to take my Bible and just use it like a brick. I'm just like, you don't want to read it? I'll show you what I can do with it. I can hit you right upside the head with it. I don't think that that's approved, but nonetheless, it's true. <laughs> I will give you that straight up. I don't think that's an approved method of, of discipleship, but I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't feel like that at some time. I'll tell you right now. We are in a very amazing time, and um, it is a time of full of opportunities And it is a time that as we come together continually in fellowship, it is also important that we retain a bit of humor. I have said this many times, I think we can all agree that God gave us humor for a reason, not just to cast aside and and if God gave it to us, I'm also a believer that we can share our humor with him. I would encourage that. I'm a little bit snarky if you haven't figured that out, but it's... uh, it's an empowering place when we can start to laugh at evil. There is nothing more disarming to an enemy than when you can laugh in the enemy's face and not laugh in a way that's 
demeaning to them, but laugh in a way that's so secure with who you are and so secure with where you're at that there's nothing that they can do to rock you. That destabilizes and, and unsettles an enemy more than anything. This, this group that we're dealing with now, this foe, is very deep and very treacherous. This is not a fight that's going to go away quickly. We're dealing with generational programming. We're dealing with an institutionalized programming of intentionally trying to screw up the children. I mean, consider this fact. It's a very simple one, and it's a very obvious one that I think we too easily overlook. A child that goes to a PG-13 movie that's younger than 18 has to have parental consent. That's the law. That's the way it works. Okay? Yet it seems to be okay now in school. And that means any sexual content that's in that film or over violence, there needs to be a parental consent for a child that's under 18 years old. That's the law. Or at least it's the rule that's enforced, but it's pretty doggone close to the law because it's been up there in Congress. When you are a teacher, though, you are allowed to teach the child about playing with yourself, changing your gender, learning about the sexual practices of a teacher as young as three years old. That's okay without parental consent. This is the sickness in which we're dealing with right now. And it is a deep cultural sickness and one that we're not, we're not addressing. On another quick note, you know today that just amazingly, I'm sure it's a pure coincidence, the day after this hand puppet Biden pushed forward a new gun measure control, which was the ghost guns, which means the 80% built pistol kits, they're wanting to regulate and license those. It just amazingly happens that there's a false flag, I'm sorry, a shooting in the New York subway. One of the pictures that was taken from the subway has a pretty interesting tag on it. You can find it if you search around. It's tagged on the image as Black Prepper 666. And it just so happens that the cameras in that area, the MTA cameras, are, weren't working at the time. I'm sure there's, it's all accidental. I'm sure there's no coincidences of that at all. I'm sure there's nothing that's planned. I'm sure it's not a false flag. But nonetheless... What can we say? This is the same garbage that they do all the time. And it gets old for all of us that can see, and it continues to get old for all, to watch all the, the drones out here fall into the trap and start parroting the same garbage. We truly have a bifurcated world. It's a, world, it's a two-part world. There are those that are truly in the matrix. And as much as this is a real-life show that we're a part of, the matrix reminds us that those in the matrix will defend the matrix. So don't ever forget that. It's a challenge that we're going to have to face, and it's probably the greatest message we can get to anybody is to have them start waking up through the love of God and the, and the comfort in Christ. That, I think, is a true pathway forward, but it nonetheless is going to challenge each and every one of us. And it's important that we keep that in mind. Let me let you listen to one last piece before we start to close today. Man, I know there's a lot of stuff that we all have to look at every day, but in China right now, people are jumping off of their buildings because they're starved of water and food because the government is doing a lockdown for their safety. They're taking their animals. They're taking their children. Their children are being put into quarantine camps where they are dying, some of them. Uh, they're taking their animals and killing their animals. People are in cages. It's, it's insane, man. What I'm seeing right now is insane. 
And uh, it's just a really terrible but helpful example of what it looks like when you give a government full control like that. We have to stop advocating for the government to be the solution to people's issues, man. Even if you're super afraid of COVID and stuff like that, government, those human beings in government, the human beings that have occupied governmental positions have murdered more other human beings than any human beings in history. Remember that. These people are not going to save you. They're not here to help you. They're there to enrich themselves. Pages, as we close today, back to Dr. Artis's work, I just want to point out two other interesting anomalies as we deal with deep programming and it has happened across our lifetimes. If you ever watch Karate Kid, and you know that Dr. Artis's conclusion was they were using cobra venom, cobra venom, for the injection, which I completely agree with his work. I've researched this enough to say I, he is, it's one of the most brilliant insights I've seen. Just so we get into the idea of deep programming, I'll leave you with this. We'll pick up more of this tonight. The Karate Kid show, the, uh, the dojo that was competing against the Karate Kid kid, whatever his name was, the name of that dojo was Cobra Kai. And if you've ever if you've ever watched the children's programming for G.I. Joe, the name of the fictional terrorist organization and the nemesis of the G.I. Joe team was Cobra. I'm sure it's all just a magical coincidence. And I'll leave you with that. So Patriots, have a very blessed day. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need a lot of solid prayers for the strength of people to awaken. We need a lot of prayers right now for the strength of the entire base of God's children to hold the line. This is getting to be a little insane each and every day, more so and we know. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight, Patriots, for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. 
Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 